It is Monday. We spend part of Monday with Mayor G.T. Bynum. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Sounds like you got a busy week coming up. Uh, a ribbon cutting today, is that what I heard? That's correct. Uh, the 222 North Greenwood uh, tower that uh, Devon Energy yeah, built, formerly WPX. Right. That uh, was going to be the WPX headquarters during the, the pandemic. Uh, Devon bought them and, and moved everything to Oklahoma City. And we, uh, we've touched base on this place several times. So what are you cutting the ribbon on? Uh an amazing building that's so a huge economic development. It is completed, yes. Ah, okay. uh, and it is a tremendous economic development asset for us as we uh, try to bring more and more great jobs and companies to Tulsa to have a facility like this that's ready-made and ready to go uh, is not common uh, and is a great tool for us. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. It's an absolutely beautiful building, uh, really connecting John Hope Franklin Reconciliation Park uh, with Guthrie Green uh, by design. So it, I can't wait to open it today. Do you have any tenants that are already prepared to move in? I think the uh, I, I know that the owners of the building continue to aggressively focus on leasing it. I was talking with a developer last week who told me something I had not really thought about before. He said that the the market for this kind of class A office space is actually very strong because hmm. you have a lot of companies that uh, have, have, have an office budget, obviously, for leasing. And all of a sudden, they only need like maybe half the space they did before because they have a lot of people working remotely, but they're keeping the same budget amount uh, in their budget for office space. And so they can upgrade to much nicer space. And uh, we're, we're definitely seeing that the, the lease out at Santa Fe Square that's still under construction right now is totally booked. Uh, and now with the, the new 222 North Greenwood building coming online, uh, I'm excited about who's going to end up in that building. And you know, honestly, the, the big focus for me is continuing to make sure that we're doing what we can as a city to support uh, other tenants around the city or other landlords around the city so that they can keep their offices filled up as well. Who who acts as the agent for that building now? Is it is it still uh, Devin or? Devin owns the building. Okay. Uh, I know that they have it, uh, you know, they have a property management group that is in charge right. of finding the the tenants for it. And uh, I, I think they're going to have some announcements coming soon, but uh, I, I I couldn't tell you all the tenants that they've got signed up for it today. Well, meanwhile, elsewhere in downtown, we have this beautiful building called OK Pop, and it's been done for months, but hasn't opened yet. What's going on there? I think the the big issue there is that uh, you know OK Pop ran into. The exact same thing that we've seen with Gilcrease Museum, where uh, the level of inflation has caused the cost for building, uh, not just the, the the building itself, but you know, building exhibit space is extremely expensive too, and all of those costs for construction have gone up dramatically in the last eighteen to twenty-four months, and so. I know uh, both uh, the, the Oklahoma Historical Society, which owns OK Pop, but also our local philanthropic community has been very aggressively pursuing increased state funding uh, to finish that building and get it open. And at the city of Tulsa, of course, we're 
we're fully supportive of those efforts. That's going to be a great asset for our community once it is open. Uh, state lawmakers, though, really haven't been all that keen on giving money to museums, have they? I think that the challenge for them uh, is that they have to weigh uh, requests for museums uh, against things like like we've put in as a city for wastewater f- to create jobs and industrial sites. And uh, I don't begrudge the state legislators the challenge that they've got on allocating these, you know, kind of once in a generation federal funds that have come in. We've had the same challenge at the city. You get about 10 times the requests <laughs> for the money that you have available, even when it's historically massive amounts of money. There, there's never uh, a, an end to it. So I, I know that there's been a challenge. There's been a disagreement, my understanding is, in the past as to what was pledged uh, to construct this facility and get it open uh, from the state versus what the understanding of the Oklahoma Historical Society was. And so that's the the big uh, delta on that particular building. Stan Potter and Jen Townley talking with Mayor G.T. Bynum. Mayor, we've been talking a lot recently about the drought conditions that we're having in Tulsa and across green country. Is the city in any danger of running low on water? Uh, we're in a very good position. And this is something uh, that I was actually tracking day by day, getting a report from our uh, water department team every day for the last probably month and a half, uh, because when temperatures were super high, uh, I was worried about our water supply at, at that stage. And fortunately, we never got in a position where we had to consider water rationing as a city. And even and right now, we're, we're nowhere close to it, uh, to the point where I don't really even need to get that daily report anymore. We have in Tulsa, uh, a plentiful water supply, thanks to great foresight from city leaders decades ago, uh, who got us plenty of access to water. The big challenge for us, Tulsans will remember about a decade ago, we had to do water rationing. But the, the problem there was not the lack of water. It was that the, gr- the soil was drying out and cracking our water lines at such a rate that they the pressure was dropping. It's the exact same yes. thing that we saw with the polar vortex a couple of years ago. Yeah, I remember that. And so the city had to, to ration water while those lines got fixed. Well, a decade later, you know, Tulsans, I know, are huge fans of our giant street improvement program. Uh, <laughs> but, but what I think a lot of people don't realize is 60% of the time on uh, street work in Tulsa actually isn't on the street. It's, the it's on the utilities pipes. underneath. Right. So in the last 13 years, we've actually undergone also the largest water line replacement program in the history of Tulsa. And so our water line infrastructure is just in such a better place today than it was a decade ago. And so we have not had to consider water rationing here in Tulsa. Well, speaking mm-hmm. of water, we're watching the progress on the lake next to the gathering place. Can't wait for that feature to be uh, ready for use. It's it's really exciting. It's, you know, as we've discussed before, the, the reason I first ran for the city council in 2008 was I wanted to get water in the river. And it, it is one of those things. It's a reminder that one of the things I love about city government is that you can see the tangible outcomes of the work that you do. Mm. And so to see that lake under construction right now, I posted a video last week just kind of that showed a computer mm-hmm. rendering uh, of, cool in video. particular, the Whitewater Channel that's being built with the island 
that'll separate it from the main river channel. And there's so much excitement in this community just for a computer rendering of uh, a construction project. And so I cannot wait to have this open next summer. And it is going to change the way uh, Tulsans use the Arkansas River in our city. Mayor, have a great week. We'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you. You too. Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum.